Hi, my name is Kay Sutha. I am a business strategist and I will be your host. In this podcast, I'll be getting raw, real and relentless whilst interviewing successful entrepreneurs from all over the world who specialize in different aspects of business. We'll cover the five main pillars of business, which are sales, marketing, finance, operations and leadership, but not forgetting mindset, live and digital events, plus much, much more. You'll gain insights, tips and tricks and discover jaw-dropping actionable steps that you'll be able to put in place for your business right away. Our next speaker is Isai Arasi. She is a social media maven who specializes in working with copywriters, gamification nerds, and is a founder of Elysian. She is from Chennai, India, and reads a book a week, guys. She has over a decade of experience in experimental learning, during which she has been researching and perfecting techniques that help people change their behavior and make that change last. Now she uses those same principles to help her clients turn their followers into clients. She specializes in working with introverted copywriters who do not want to dance on reels. Her easy content framework helps her create two weeks of high converting social media content from a 30 minute Zoom call, guys. She is here today to share with us how to stand out from our competition by dominating social media without being on the content hamster wheel. Please welcome Isai Arasi, founder of LCN and a gamification specialist. Oh my God. We are so, so excited to have you on today. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing really good, Kay. Thank you so much for the amazing intro. Uh, I, I love the things that you talked, that you touched upon in the intro, because those are the things that I want to talk about in this call, in this um, episode, because changing people's behavior, that's the core of everything that we do, right? So mm-hmm. when I started um, training when I was 18, I, I instantly fell in love with the fact that it's all about interacting with people. It's all about understanding what people want. Right. And it's all about figuring out a way for them to get what you want. And that's what that's the core of what we do, right? It's, right. Be it marketing, be it business. Mm-hmm. It's about figuring out how to give people what they want. Yes. So they will come to you and you can have a business that's profitable, right? Well, yes. And so... I mean, you've created this business, you've realized that what people need, you know, changing people's behaviors. But what were you doing before you decided to start off this business that you've now created? Right. So I started training part time during my MBA when I was when I was 20. Mm-hmm. Um, I was doing that a little bit when I was 18 as well. But then I realized that Training essentially is not about imparting information, as we used to think. It's about helping people change behavior. And I spent the next decade, I worked as a corporate trainer. I worked with um, students as young as six years old Mm -hmm. uh, from senior management management, uh, at the CX level, people who who have like decades and decades of experience. And I've, I've been lucky enough to work with people across the range. And there's one thing that I've seen in common is that any time we make the training program, when we make what we want to do action-oriented, where we help people change their behavior, we see long-term results from that training. 
So I spent a decade trying to do that. How do we get people to take difficult actions, right? right? And how do we help them continue to take that difficult action without draining their willpower? That's what I did. Awesome. So we are very clear that your superpower is changing people's behavior. Now, to me, when you say things like that, changing people's behavior, I'm like, no, that's a bit far-fetched. How do you... How do you actually change that person? Is it is it more of a manipulation? Like, how does that work? Or do you, like, it just sounds too much like you've got to wave a wand and it works. And I'm like, no, that just doesn't seem right. You have to tell us a little bit more about that. Okay. So let me do that with an example. Have you had, like, food from a car outside, like a like takeaway, like hot dogs or burgers yeah. or sandwiches? You have, yeah. right? Yeah. And you eat it with your hand? Yep, that's yes. right. Yeah. And after you're done, you're just walking around and uh, you're casually dressed and you don't you don't mind if it gets a little bit messy, especially stuff like tacos and burgers. Right, and right, right. With that, right. That's what's so beautiful about it. Right. It's so exactly. It's messy. <laughs> right. Have you also eaten in like Michelin star restaurants? Have yes. you also eaten it? Right. So do you eat with your hand then? Oh, no, no, no. you got to uh, eat with your knife and fork with cutlery. you got to be clean. you got to have your napkin on the on your lap, you right. know? Yeah. Right. Do you dress up? Yes, you do. I right. definitely and, do. Right. And that's the big whole part of it, right? You dress up to match the environment. And do you, what about your tone of voice? Do you speak loudly, garishly, or are you, do you speak in soft tones? No, it'll be in soft like tones that. in that kind of ambience right. for sure. Yeah. Right. And a lot of people, the way we speak also changes, right? We use fancier words, right? We talk about fancier things because oh. we're in a fancier place, right? right? So change in behavior, a lot of us think that, and I used to think that at the beginning, like, am I going to manipulate people? But it's not that. Change in behavior is helping people do what they want to do, right? So one of my clients is a fitness expert, and she helps uh, people lose weight while still having carbs and cakes and donuts as a part of their diet. What? Wait, right? no, you have to put me in contact with her because if that's possible, oh my goodness, because I've been told something I'm different. Gonna, <laughs> I'm going to do that, right? So she's, she's, that's what she's doing, which means if you are going to continue to have that as a part of a diet, we are trying to put in place um, actions and habits that are sustainable over the course of their lives, wow. right? So workout and diet, all that becomes sustainable. That means we have to help them change their behavior. We have to make it make it so that they get up every day and work. And right. a lot of people think people do not work out because it's hard. That's not true. People do not work out because it's boring. It's boring to do 50 setups in a day, right? Yeah, I guess so it is. It doesn't motivate you to, to want to do it. Exactly. So then we realize the trick here is now we, these people have paid a lot of money to learn from her, a lot of money to lose, uh, to lose that weight and get fitter. And they want to do it, but they aren't able to. So any amount of information and support and none of that is helping. Then we realize we got to make it fun. right? Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did. We came out with leaderboards, badges, fun activities and a ton of stuff that now people are excited about it. It's not about the setups. It's about the activity that they're doing together, right? Right. Is it manipulation? If it's done not in service of somebody else. Yeah, you could manipulate with this, right? You could get people to do. But I have found that if it's not with the right intention, 
and if it is not an action the person already wants to take mm-hmm. it's not going to stick in the lock ah uh, okay so you have to want to get this particular result in order to keep up with the steps that you need to do exactly okay all right exactly and then you mentioned um also that you know it's not manipulation it's just working around you know what people want and the Mm -hmm. thing is what I've come across is people don't always know what they want so how do you work around that 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 is an incredible question and not a question a lot of people know how to ask right so that's what we try to answer and this we have faced that in marketing right Right. now let's say um, one of the things that I offer is social media services right mm-hmm. so a lot of people they know what they need from social media so clients come to me and say i want to increase my followers yeah. i want to increase my engagement right. i want more people mm-hmm. and i specialize in working with service providers service providers do not need 10000 followers to run a successful business you could run a multi million dollar business with just a list of 3000 people just followers of 3000 people if you have the right people following okay right so you don't need that many so one of the ways that we do that uh, and that's the awareness we need to bring to them right stop chasing viral trends right. and start creating content that will attract your ideal client who will willingly pay big bucks for your expertise in their business right so we need to, we need to change that behavior and you're absolutely right and the way we do that is number one first we do need to give them what they want Mm-hmm. so people have many things that they want yeah they want followers they want engagement they want a lot of that they also want to not be stuck producing content every day and not working on their client the actual client work right? right so we uncover the needs that they do want right and yes. we service those and we educate them and show them that yeah look at this isn't this more fun right do you want to really go to go to the other thing that's not neither profitable nor fun <laughs> you really want that and most clients see that because they know once the once they're educated yeah. um once they become aware they realize that no i never wanted that in right. the end what i always wanted was high paying quality clients that are a dream to work with so oh then wow it comes a no brainer oh amazing so people actually realize through this journey what they actually did want and what they don't want and what they actually wanted wasn't ex- wasn't anything that they want actually wanted as a result anyway right okay exactly. that so it actually puts things um into place it clears things up for your clients mm-hmm. when they go through mm-hmm. this journey with you okay amazing that's pretty cool and i guess that they can use that experience that they've had with you and implement that with their own clients exactly right? and that that is the social media content framework that i preach so i have six okay. pillars of content that i recommend Um, and then I use and I create for my clients. So what a lot of us do is we think we need to establish ourselves as authority. Yeah. There are two types of clients, service providers post. Number one, they teach, right, right, to show their expertise. They talk about what they know. They try to teach people how to do things. And yeah. what does that do? You get a bunch of people in your DMs asking you, "Oh, how do I do this? How do I do that?" Right? You showed me the welcome signature. and then you engage with them thinking they're going to turn into paying clients but yeah. they are not your client they are diyers who who want to do it themselves that's why they're asking you questions your yeah. ideal client yeah. will not want to do it themselves they will ask right. you can you do it for me 
yeah one of my clients has actually told me when i try to explain to her how i do this she's like no 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 i don't want to know yeah. i have enough going on just do it for me i trust you however you do it is fine just don't tell me how you do it right oh, i don't want to know how the food is made i just want to taste the food on it yeah exactly right? so that's that's the first mistake we make with our content we do mm. we teach a diy um we, we teach diy and then it it reminds me of uh Phoebe Buffay in friends she says um i don't have any clients like what happened like i t- i thought of how to massage yourself at home workshop and now they are oh, so i don't have time yeah. anymore right oh my god so that's yes. what we do it's fine if you are a course creator then you should teach so people get a taste of what what it would be like to buy the course from you but if you are a service provider you shouldn't teach there are so many other ways to establish authority by sharing your knowledge but the way you share your knowledge is not to teach what you do mm-hmm. right we'll 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 circle back to that yeah. but let me talk about the second type of content service providers make the mistake of sharing they always share testimony they say oh i worked with this client and she said this she said this fantastic thing about me right okay. what they think is testimonial is social proof but i do not look at a testimonial and decide to buy from I already make an emotional decision to buy from you and then I look at testimonials sort of a validation for my decision right ah. the decision to buy regardless of what it is regardless of how much money it is mm-hmm. it's always 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 emotional Talia at get uplift she does a fantastic thing she has a whole masterclass about that she's an emotional seller oh. she's a fantastic CRO who works with huge brands wow Okay, all right. So you've told us, you know, you've had like a vast experience in learning all of this. You've done a hell of a lot of research, clearly, because you know your stuff. But what actually really qualifies you as an expert around this area? Number one, um, in my corporate career, I have a proven track record. I have repeatedly created programs that not just improve but like revolutionize the way things are taught right. right for instance um when 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 i was working in a school they came back to us and told us we have these high school boys they are vandalizing school property during breaks they are uh, they are bullying people in the corridors oh, so we don't want them to be doing that we want them to read books instead yes right and high school boys like high school bullies you have to get if it, my mandate is to get them to read books right yeah. it took us 6 months that the gamification framework but that we implemented within 6 months they had completely read everything in the library and the school had to go out and buy more books wait hold on second working. one second how do you turn vandals and bullies into bookworms how does that happen i'm actually going to put that together as a case study because there's so many things there's no simple answer right it's simple anybody could do it so number one what we did we started a reading championship okay right so we we and then once we did that then we thought okay now people are going to read they didn't then what we did we categorized books and and told them that hey if you read this book you get these many points if you read this book you get these many points uh-huh. right because boys then think they have to go read complicated um classics to score points and they're never going to do that and we told them you don't need to read that read goosebumps oh. and you'll get five points and goosebumps is fun it's scary and they didn't know books like these existed right, right. so once they put that chart up people started reading but then we still had like problems because 
some of them were still not reading because like no i don't want to read stuff like these points it means nothing to me right, right. So then yeah. what we did we said um we put together a chapter prize in the end and one um uh, one of the biggest prize that they could get for like a whole ton of points was this like this football and I'm, i don't know sports so i don't know what was so special about the football but apparently it was some <laughs> fancy football which uh they recommended and that was something these kids could never afford to buy on their own right yeah. and they know that they could never ask their parents to spend their hard earned money on something like this yeah. right and they loved football so then athletes started reading guys who would never read a book started reading because they wanted that football right right i know it's a really funny story in the end the person who ended up getting enough points was a was was a 12 year old who had no interest in sports and he was surrounded no. by these high schoolers of like please buy that we'll do anything for you just please get that football then like i don't want that i'm going to buy a bunch of pencils and notebooks and erasers oh so then we let a couple of them pull their money pull their points and get that football so they did get rewarded but there's so many other things as well we had kids lying that they actually read the book where they did it so there's so many other systems that we had to implement right to actually get that working but it did work it took us 6 months but it did work wow. these kids read and once they read ghost bumps yeah they did start with ghost bumps but after that they wanted to read what they went on to read jurassic park because they like dinosaurs yeah right and then they went on to read better books and then kids realized there are so many different kinds of books right. there are different genres that they could read actually right? yeah. so that sort of expanded so i've done that and then when i was working at a uh, working at a retail chain um, in my country they had a problem of attrition at 36% which means every 3 months the entire um, entire employees entire employee pool was completely turning over right oh my god and so they, they weren't to... able to retain their staff is what you're saying right now yes they couldn't wow. people were leaving people were quitting so then they said we need to fix that because i was so training in hr generally tends to be handled that right mm-hmm. so we looked at why are people leaving so we spent a month talking to people who left right mm-hmm. and we fixed it in two poles number one um we were hiring the wrong people people who never intended to work beyond the month because they just wanted to buy a phone they wanted to work a month get oh paid by a phone yeah these are just these are hubs college students who are working part time right. right yeah so then we said okay these type of people then we defined their icpa who is your icpa who are the people that we should be hiring mm. who are the people we shouldn't be hiring so then we established that and then we looked at how are these new employees on board that's the second reason people were leaving they didn't feel welcome right right they didn't feel like felt like they belong so right. then that's the second and all of this applies to our marketing as well when you onboard leads or onboard clients yeah then we fixed onboarding with training we did extensive training for the store the managers mm-hmm. of how to onboard a new employee and at the end of it uh, the attrition actually came down to 6% it's on my resume and i still have managers who uh this system entire system was an implemented nationwide i got i got promoted twice and i got a major raise and a final uh final year raise and that was that was a good year for me wow do you know what thank you so much for giving those two success stories that you've had with your clients like with the kids i mean yeah getting kids to do anything to read books to eat their vegetables right mm-hmm. is <laughs> it is a hassle right and it is yep, yep. 
you know, taking it a day at a time and putting steps in place and making sure they achieve that. And you were able to get them to read books in six months. Yep. And they were vandals. They were bullies. Yeah. Right? It was like yep. a complete different um, sides of the game that you're trying to play here. And you actually succeeded. And then also yep. with the company where the staff turnover was so <laughs> frequent. I mean, I know so many business owners that go through that that can't yep. find clients or staff that actually stick, right? Yep. And having to retrain them all again and go through that process, it takes so much time and energy. Yep. And having making sure that you have the staff that actually stick with you and progress with you and your business is yeah. so yes. important. Oh, my God. I can't stress enough how important that is. So thank you so much for giving those um, examples. People need to hear this stuff. So... <laughs> Is there a principle that you can teach our audience that they can relate to right now and immediately apply? Okay, so let me give uh, let me teach uh, let me teach something that that's, I think the most value for money piece of content okay. that I talk about. So stop. So I said stop teaching how to content, right? Mm-hmm. So let me show you what to do instead. So okay. I always say this with an example. All of us have uh, these Instagram accounts we follow for recipes, mm-hmm. right? We screenshot it and we keep it, right? But if you look at restaurants, restaurants also share food. They also share how they make food, right? right? If you go to KFC, they show you how they make their burger. But nobody's going to send a DM to KFC asking, so how many tomato slices did I put in the put in the thing <laughs> right. Burger, right? You're not going to do that. But you might actually reach out to the Instagram page that's sharing recipes. You might ask them, oh, will this work with beef instruct chicken? And I try fish instruct chicken. Mm-hmm. You would actually do that because they're actually sharing their recipes. Right. So there is a difference between um, teaching DIY and showing how you do stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of teaching, what I would do, for instance, let's say you are a copywriter who writes um, onboarding sequences really well. You write welcome sequences really well, right? right? Yeah. So instead of show, instead of telling them how to write a welcome sequence, yeah. talk about as a as to establish your authority. Talk about the different kinds of welcome sequences and which sequence is the best fit for them, right? Okay. Talk about the client's problem. What are the problems you would have if your welcome sequence is not effective and what an effective welcome sequence can do for you, right? Ah, okay. And then talk about what are the components of a welcome sequence. You don't know, you're, not, you're still not teaching how to do it, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about what, is, what, 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 what separates welcome sequence from other kinds of sequences. Right. What is special about it? What are the, what are the ingredients it needs to have? And most importantly, tell them how to hire a copywriter, what to check for in a copywriter if they want to hire. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but you are essentially training. And this it comes back to that. You're changing their behavior. Yes. They might have some bad practices and that you might be attracting bad clients that way, but you are teaching them hire a copywriter who can give you a little bit of strategy as well. Yeah. Right? Hire a copyright copywriter who can do it end to end, who just doesn't just give you a copy, but also gives you instruction on how to load it up, when to send each email, right. what is the time gap, mm-hmm. right? What are the tagging system? A copywriter who can do all of that for you as well. Oh, right. Wow. So when you teach them, then you get a client who's not going to micromanage you, mm-hmm. who knows your process and is going to tell you, I saw that post. That was brilliant. That's exactly what I want. Can you do it for me? That's oh, what you wow. Doing. Amazing. Okay. All right. So 
We are coming to the end of this, but before we get to the end, I know our audience are going to want to know where can people receive additional free support from you? If they want to contact you, if they want to have a conversation with you, how can they reach you? Okay, so the best place to reach me um, is uh, I talk about gamification processes on my Instagram at elysian.in. I will give you the link for the show notes, okay? And if you want to talk about social media, and how I create content and how do I teach that. You can follow me on LinkedIn. Um, and again, it's Isai Arasi. Uh, uh, I will leave the link uh, in the show notes for you to share as well. And I am putting together an onboarding process, which is going to feel like you are on a joyride and every step is going to be fun. It's still VIP. It, it's, it's, it's in like work in progress and um, it, it's going to be fun. So you, you when you come on, it, we might I don't know which version of the iteration we might be on, but that's something I'm going to be definitely sharing. So uh, when you follow me on any of these accounts, you will see the link to sign up as well. Awesome. Awesome. Oh my God, guys, there you have it. Look, if you are trying to get people trying to find clients through social media, getting yourself out there, your business out there, trying to explain to people what it is that you do, and it's not quite working. It's not quite getting you the results that you're looking for. You need to make sure that you do contact this young lady, Isai. She is a social media maven, like I said earlier. If you don't, then, oh, my God, it could mean that you're going to continue going through that hamster wheel, trying to get those clients and not able to succeed. Why not take a shortcut and actually approach Isai and make sure you get the steps that you know will actually work? Thank you again, Isai, for coming on to my show It was amazing to have you here. So many golden nuggets there. And I'm sure people can take take away everything that you've said and actually implement it in their business. So thanks again. Thank you so much, Kay. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your time and listening to Uncensored Society podcast. All resources mentioned throughout the episode will be added to the show notes and you'll be able to find them at the bottom as you scroll down. Don't forget to go ahead and subscribe and leave a review in iTunes. Thank you once again.